This is the Retirement Solution Podcast with financial advisor John Hicks, founder of J. Hagen Capital. And I'm Heather Branch here with John talking about ways to help prepare for your financial future. RetirementSolutionRadio.com is where you can go to begin your own conversation with John and his team at J. Hagen Capital. Again, that's RetirementSolutionRadio.com. So our love for stand-up comedy, the comic relief in life. Absolutely. We need that. We need more of it. We totally need that. I say. But what's interesting is the conversation that comedians have, because I'm always I'm always taken aback a little bit when I hear a comedian, because especially I wanted to talk to you about, and I can never say his last name, Sebastian Maniscalco. Did I say it? Did I do it? It's Maniscalco, Did right? Did I say it? Everybody. No, I don't know that I've heard him say it, but I feel <laughs> right. like it's Maniscalco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen him a few times. But whenever, because he is so animated on stage, he's oh, so yeah. physical with his comedy. He is hysterical. If you haven't seen any of his uh, Netflix specials, look those up. Um, speaking of, we are celebrating Father's Day in the month of June, and he just released oh. that movie with De Niro like a couple weeks ago about his, it's loosely based on his real life. Going back to his father is an Italian immigrant. So mm-hmm. that's one to look up. But what always takes me back is when I hear the comedians having regular conversations and they're not their animated selves. And I'm like, I don't recognize your voice straight away. Uh-huh. But hearing his perspective about money. I mean, this is Sebastian Maniscalco. How much money do you think he's got, John? Like A few bucks. He does well. He's done stuff. okay. Yeah. I mean, one uh, Netflix special should net you several million. Yeah. And he's got more than one, he's got like so the guy should be doing okay. And he's doing movies with De Niro. I think he's yeah, doing he is. okay. He's, he's done okay for himself. But even successful as he is, he still has his own problems, quote unquote, letting go of the money that he's earned mm. because of where he comes from. Here sure. is what Sebastian Maniscalco told Conan O'Brien on his podcast. I'm reading this book called Die With Zero. Right. Because I'm having an issue with uh, spending money. I don't know what to spend. Like I, I like I didn't I grew up working middle class. Right. Uh, money was a huge topic in our house. And it was always save, save your money because you don't know if your tongue is going to fall out <laughs> and you can't do this anymore. Your tongue is going to fall out. He's not from around here, John. There's truth to that. Uh-huh. You never know if your tongue is going to fall out. But I, but but I but I I can't tell you how many people I talk to. This is the way that so many of us were raised. You yeah. know, I, I, obviously you can tell Menescalco. You know, he's he's got an Italian. He's yeah. got a little Italian in yeah, him, right? He does. Mm-hmm. But my my German and English uh, grandparents of the Great Depression era, exactly the same. I was going to say you, know, you yourself come from humble beginnings. Darn straight, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm from Western Kentucky, Owensboro. Everything's humble beginnings there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just how life works. Yeah. But when you're thinking about it, and think about it, Heather, you know. People were taught in the very beginning, hey, don't waste money. You know, if we have it in this house, we're going to eat it. We don't throw stuff away. You know, I look at my kids every week and I'm like, why are you wasting that? Who doesn't eat the crust on their pizza? How come on earth do you pull that thing off? What are you doing? Because I just remember how I was raised, right? It's like if you had it there, you were going to use it. And the craziest thing is over all of these years, when I look at some of my family's favorite recipes, they were typically the leftovers. They were typically the things that were made with, okay, so we got this part of the ham hock that we cut off mm-hmm. so it would fit in the oven, but we're going to throw this in the green beans. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to make the so green good. beans, and then the juice from the green beans, we're going to turn into the vegetable soup. And then the vegetable soup, you're going to add the cabbage to, and when you do that, you get that pot liquor soup. And I just remember thinking, oh, my gosh, all of those flavors I love are all born off of being 
humble, being, you know, not having much scarcity, frankly. And now we live in an America that's very different. Disposable. And some, everything, yeah. You throw everything away now. That And, and that sometimes it's is so, so hard for all of us, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, oh, my guys, I, I bought a, a washer and dryer uh, when we got our last house, let's yep. say three years ago. Now, mind you, prior to this, my parents and I, when I got out of college, went to Sears. And mm-hmm. we went and got a Kenmore washer and dryer. That lasted for nearly 21 years. Same. They looked like crud. I yep. mean, I had beaten the snot out of them. They had, st- I mean, but they worked. But that washing machine was still spinning. That darn straight. And mm-hmm. we didn't replace them because they quit working. Finally, my wife and I were like, you know, it's a little embarrassing we at this stage. We, we, we have kids. We, we need a bigger We, we know they machine. work, but yes. they look like they came from the truck from <laughs> Sanford and Son. You know, they look like they were in the back of the junk shop. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. And so what do we get? We go to Home Depot or Lowe's, whichever one it was. And yeah. this is all pretty. You know, it's gray. And it looks like it's a spaceship. That son of a monkey lasted for a whopping 18 months before the motherboard fried out on that stupid thing. So my point and where I'm going with this is they make things differently than they used to. Now we're looking at multi-thousand dollar appliances only last a couple years. They don't last 15 or 20. Like that old school stuff we used to buy from GE or Whirlpool or whatever. It's almost different. So it's so hard these days to just kind of use that way that we were raised of yep. being, hey, we're going to we're going to go ahead and we're going to use those scraps. And we're going to make something out of this. And now it's very different. But I find it to be the same thing, Heather, yeah. when we're talking about exactly what Sebastian was talking about here. He goes, man, I'm having a hard time spending money. Yeah. And I was talking to a couple last week and, and they came into inheritance. Now, they're in their mid 60s. Mm-hmm. They had done well on their own. They'd saved about a million bucks. But they were going to be receiving another almost $2 million after taxes. Okay. So they didn't know that this money was out there. They had right. no idea right. that the guy's mom had had this money stashed away and did a great job. And so they came to me and they said, John, hey, you know, we get this windfall of money. What should we do? And the very first question I ask anyone is, what are your thoughts? Do you got anything you want to pay off? Are there any vacations you want to take? What are the big ticket items? If, if I could give you an extra $5,000 a month for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. would you spend it or would you save it? Mm-hmm. And they kind of looked at each other and they, they acted a little uncomfortable for a second. And I was like, hey, I, I apologize. This is just the way I think. Like, no, not at all. We actually had this conversation a couple weeks ago when we found out the amount of money we were going to be getting. And we don't think that we could possibly spend it. We think that we would actually save it. If you gave us an extra $5,000 a month forever, Mm -hmm. we think we'd save it or we'd give it to the kids. Mm -hmm. Perfect. That lets me know so many things. So guys, if you're out there and you're like, I don't think I can spend this money, that is not weird. It is perfectly normal. (laughs) It is not only perfectly normal, it's the common thread that I often see for people that were raised the same way as my grandparents, right? And even my parents. We we just didn't do what we didn't have money to do. And we saved money because you never know when it was, you know, save money for a rainy day. But then it was, hey, if I can't use it all, let's give it to the next generation. Let's do those things. And guys, it's very interesting because he he talked about reading a book called Die Broke. Mm -hmm. Well, I've been saying this on this show for, I'm going on a decade now, Heather, saying that, hey, if you want your last check to bounce to the undertaker, that is a very different strategy than if you want to give a ton of money to the next generation. And why is that? Taxes. Oh my gosh, taxes. So as I'm hearing Sebastian say this, I'm like, oh my gosh, this just, I hear this all the time. But that means if you don't think you can spend it all, that means that there's going to be money left over when you're gone. Guys, that is what the government wants more than anything. 
because it is so much easier to fight a corpse than fighting you as you're filing your taxes each year. You can fight back. You can fight back. And so I promise you one thing. With the insolvency that's going on in the United States right now, we just passed a new debt ceiling limit, $34 trillion, trillion with a T. That is a real number, guys. It almost doesn't even seem like it's a real number. These politicians throw it around all the time. Well, millions and billions and trillions and quadzillions. Guys, if you counted backwards one trillion seconds ago, so our government has 30 Two times this amount. But if you counted backwards one trillion seconds ago, it was 30,000 BC. BC. One trillion seconds ago. That is how big a trillion is. And our government now is, is said, oh, we'll accept $34 trillion in debt. Guys, they're going to need money from somewhere, and I'm a fearful it's going to be us. If we've done a good job saving, guys, the bullseye gets bigger and bigger and bigger on us. So the two things that I want us to take from Sebastian's comment. Number one, if you think that you have done a great job saving and you really don't feel that you're going to spend all this money, guys, then you need a different plan. Don't plan on spending it. Plan on gifting it properly so that your heirs and your surviving spouse and your grandkids and your great grandkids can benefit from what you work so hard to save for what you chose to not spend because you were taught right. Right. We just want to make sure that Uncle Sam is not in that hand me out line going, gimme, gimme. My name's Uncle Jimmy. We want to keep that guy out of there. And the problem is, is that I feel like they're going to be sticking their nose in this line more and more and more and more. So we have to have a different strategy for that. Part two, if you really feel like you're afraid to spend money, please call my staff. The greatest thing that I can show anyone is exactly how much money that you can spend. Frankly, how much you could blow every month for the rest of your life and still never run out of money. And we're pretty good at figuring out these numbers. Over the past 23 years, we've gotten pretty good at figuring out how we feel really dang confident you can never outlive your money. So if you're not spending money because you think you're not going to have enough, we can fix that. And if you think you're going to have so much or you think you're going to have more than enough and you really don't think you're going to spend it, we need a different strategy to give it to the next generation. Do your giving while you're living, mm. where you get the joy of that gift. You get mm-hmm. to see the kids on those, their, their facial expressions on your grandkids when you help them through school, when you help your own kids by getting helping with a car for the grandkids or things like that, guys. Those are those gifts that my grandparents didn't think about. Yeah. I think it would have made their life much more joyous, getting the joy of giving the gift as opposed to, frankly, passing away with a lot of money and it just went down the next generation. Not that my parents, I'm certain, weren't grateful, but having said that, we can do better. But you can't do better unless you know better. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. Begin the conversation about your savings plan with John and the team at J. Hagen Capital by visiting retirementsolutionradio.com. Be sure to listen to John's radio show, The Retirement Solution, Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. on News Radio 840 WHAS. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if J. Hagen Capital Inc. is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. It does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Jonathan Hicks. Insurance license number 548962.